0: Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio, show number 419, Enabling Leaders to Love Leading. So today we're going to be talking about the key components to enable leaders to love leading. I'm Joe Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage for Success core team. And the Engaged Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, inspiring people and workplaces to thrive. And we're widely supported across the UK, involving the public, private and third sectors. If you go to our website, which is engagedsuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom to join our newsletter list and all our social media links are there too. So my guest today is Anwen Botwa, who's founder of Purple Sky Consulting. But, Anwen, you weren't always a founder of Purple Sky Consulting. In fact, you uh, came to us before in another role entirely. So welcome and tell us who you are and a bit about what you've done. Thanks, Jo. And it's lovely to be back
0: with you um, and the team and talking um, about engagement and the the broader pieces that fit towards that. So, yeah, I was yeah. at the University of Oxford before as their associate director for people. Um And now I'm starting my own little business, gone freelance, um, Purple Sky Consulting. And through that, I offer learning experiences, coaching and consulting services. Mm,
1: lovely. And your core concept is all about loving leading, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: I think it makes a
0: huge difference to individuals, whether they Mm -hmm. love their job or not. And I think that's absolutely the
1: same for leaders. Lovely. So let's talk about why you think leaders need to love leading. And it's interesting because it sort of seems obvious, but it's not like terminology that, that we hear a lot. <laughs>
0: no. No, no, it really isn't, is it? Um, I think there's a huge evidence and case made around engagement um, and that's often much more pointed at employees, direct employees, rather than necessarily considering it from a leadership perspective. So if you think about that, actually, leaders are still employees. (laughs) They are still absolutely (laughs) critical um, and need to be engaged and um, be wanting to do their role to the best of their abilities. So there is a a huge case for enabling leaders to be engaged and to love what they do as much as there is with employees directly.
1: Mm -hmm. I think as well, sometimes when you work with organisations, you sort of find there's like there's a sort of ultimate leader then you've got like your senior leadership team and then everyone else and quite Mm. often I remember I think I've talked on the show before I did some work with an organization a few years ago and the training was all with the 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 rest of the leaders not the senior leaders and I remember working with uh, the son of one of the senior leaders he was on work experience from university and he apparently said to his dad you know are you doing this workshop you know will you be coming to one of these workshops and he was like oh no no that's it's not for me you know it's for everyone else and it's like well that's sort of part of the problem often that um sort of organizations forget that that level need to be engaged and need to you know learn this stuff too and need to sort of be completely consistent with what they're expecting everyone else to do and often there is a a gap isn't that there can be and i think you
0: you also see that um it gets a bit forgotten about so I think there is an emphasis on leaders needing to be developed, but it's often through that kind of quite specific focus of the skills, the capabilities of a line manager. So I'm trying to kind of go a bit broader in that thinking of absolutely the line manager capability is really important, but actually being in a place where they can really love doing their leadership role. So not just the technical stuff, doing that really well, But actually, really loving it, really being passionate about their leadership role and the people leadership role. And that should exist throughout the organization, not just those frontline managers.
1: Yes, yeah. So, what do the leaders need to focus on to enable them to love leading? So, I've looked at this in terms of
0: kind of six key areas that I think leaders can focus on first, get them on the path to loving what they do and loving their leadership role And I think they'll be flexing between these kind of six key areas that I've identified, um, depending on where they are at that point in their career and things that maybe they're already doing well or enjoying themselves. But it's about them being deliberate and putting real attention and focus um, on some of these key areas that I've identified. Yeah. Shall I talk through those then, Jo? Yes, please. (laughs) Um, so the first one um I've identified is that they need to have purpose, priorities and a plan. So this is about helping them and the team to have a direction um, and a common goal, common purpose together so that they are working and achieving something as a group.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why that's good for a leader is it actually helps anchor the team. It gives them a focus, it gives them something regularly to connect with their team on. But also it allows them to kind of have something to identify progress against, whether that's learning progress or whether that's achievement progress, um, areas for feedback. Um, and having that and that ability to kind of say, look how look how well we've done, look what we've achieved, that mm. is incredibly positive for the leader as well as the team. Um, and it creates that opportunity to be able to celebrate where the team is, where it's going, but also more practical things like managing Um, workloads. Enabling the team to actually make decisions for themselves creates a lot more space um, for the leader to be able to focus on what they need to get done. So Mm -hmm. creating that enabling approach, that um, empowering piece for their team is really important. So that's the first Mm -hmm. one. The second one is they need to be human. So we all know what it's like when we're trying to be a li- uh, yeah I know. Um this is about them being themselves. That doesn't mean that they are the um the human they are necessarily on a day-to-day basis at home. Um I know that um myself I can, you know, I enjoy relaxing and enjoying myself at the weekends, but I wouldn't necessarily have that approach in the workplace. So what I mean by being human is encouraging them to kind of demonstrate um, their real personality Um, Mm -hmm. and to be okay with that and to be more comfortable with that within the working environment and enabling others to do that, to feel comfortable in that space as well. It takes a lot of effort to try and have a mask on, to try and be somebody who you're not really um, in a working environment and actually to really be much more relaxed about who you are in the workplace is great for creating a a place of safety, of belonging and is a really important foundation for trust which is absolutely critical in the working environment and for teams to work well together. And if you're not having to put all that effort into being somebody you're not, then that's a much easier place for you to be as a leader. Um, so that, that's the second one. The yeah. third one is I the think they need to create and develop great teams. Um, and that doesn't mean just about high performance. I don't mean that from um, a purely a performance perspective. I mean that from creating a team that feels connected, um, magnifies people's strengths, um, so that there's an opportunity there to really make meaningful progress because they've understood the purpose in the plan and um, they've understood each other a lot more through that being human um, and they're able to connect as a team and work together um, and that allows them to seek out diversity and celebrate those differences and to be part of that as a leader to see that happening um, is really wonderful and it's it's really positive for that leader to be able to do that So the first one is that they love their team. (laughs) And I don't mean this in an inappropriate way. Definitely not in an inappropriate way. This is really about care and showing empathy and prioritizing the team. Reality is leadership is about people. Yes, there are maybe financial or business results that a leader needs to be working and delivering on. But leadership is about people. So demonstrating that care and attention for your team, actually, um, you, you get that back. That works both ways, um, and that is a very positive place for any any leader of a team to be, is to have created a space of positivity that has positive impact for wellbeing, inclusivity, actually allows you to have a bit of fun <laughs> when you get to yeah. know each other better, and are able yeah. to kind of prioritize that team um, feeling and team ethos that that's that's really important Um, and it creates that opportunity to continue to develop that team but the team know that that leader has their back Um, and they know that there is a place of safety there so that that is really important for them to to demonstrate that care and empathy for their team and that will see individuals grow as well as part of that by demonstrating that care and empathy and if we go back to that human one. Number two, being more yes. human, demonstrating that care and empathy makes it safer to, for that for the team to demonstrate that humanness as well. That's yes. number four. Number five is that they keep learning. So they know learning is important and they encourage that with their team. And that learning shows up in lots of different ways. It's not just about training courses. It's not just about um, networking or learning events. But it is about demonstrating that continual focus on learning and that's through being curious asking questions Mm -hmm. looking at ways to review progress and whether that's from the perspective of learning something new about what's happened or gaining feedback for themselves or the team so that they can continue to grow learning is about growing it's about developing further and it's not just about that kind of (laughs) core capability piece Um, and it has a human impact for the leader, but also on on the team as well. And demonstrating that um, as a leader is really important. And that leads us into number six, and that's the leader should have expectations for and of themselves. And this is about the importance of role modeling and being a role model, Um, demonstrating the things that I've just talked about um, and being true to that. So demonstrating that in terms of how they live. There's nothing worse than somebody Giving great advice or great instructions, but actually not not following that advice themselves. So it's really important yeah. that that leader is able to to role model that and demonstrate that through how they work and their behaviours. Um, so that's that one. And the other bit I'd add to that expectation is that expectation for themselves. So they should be seeking out great leadership for themselves. So this isn't just them being an island on their own <laughs> doing this. <and laughs> They absolutely need to be looking for um, role models themselves um, and setting those boundaries for how they behave. So if they want to encourage well-being, how do they demonstrate that? Through taking leave, through taking breaks. um, And they can demonstrate that to their team in terms of this is something that's important to me and these are my boundaries. Um, But that's also important in terms of how their line manager operates with them as well. Um, so those are the six areas that I think are really important for leaders to focus on. Um, and if they kind of focus on these areas, Joe, I really do think that this is a way to help them enjoy their job, <laughs> to really yeah. get them in a place where they love working with their team, they enjoy being with their team, they see progress, they're a great role model, so that their team actually really remembers them for the right reasons.
1: Um, yeah. and and yeah. why wouldn't you want that as a leader? Mm, absolutely. So, how do we sort of develop this with with leaders? So, you know, lots of organizations have, you know, development programs and training and learning and development and all that sort of stuff and and you sort of mentioned already curiosity, which I think um actually if we could encourage that in many cases mm. we wouldn't need half of the learning and development programs that we Yeah. Out there. Um but, you know, how how do we how do we use what you've just described to enable us to develop our leaders so that they do develop these areas as well as, as you say, the technical skills and, and, and therefore, you know, love leading because they've got that ability to do it in, in the right way? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what I've shared, there are some focus areas
0: um, for those leaders to look at. And they're yeah. definitely... There is a, there's a place for leadership development. (laughs) I am not here saying that a leader should do all of this on their own, find a way to achieve this um, on their own. And the way I look at this is that there are, there are two angles for how a a leader and I guess the people team and, and the other leaders around them should, can look at this is that there's, there's a capacity piece and a capability piece. So can they do things well? And do they want to do things well? So, for me, leadership is a choice. Um, I think that falls into that that piece around capacity. So, does the leader want to be a good leader? (laughs) Do they want to prioritize their leadership role and prioritize making the right choices for themselves so that they can enjoy their role, but also for their team? So, I think, first of all, there's a piece there of, do I really want to be doing this? And then there's the capability piece. And you will find that there are some leaders that are more natural at this. They have the ability to do some of those things already that I mentioned. But there is a place for training people, um, learning, enabling learning. And some of that is through a training course. Here's some great skills that can help you. But I think it's important for that to be done in quite an immersive and creative way so that it's not just a, here's here's the here's the thing you need to do that's it it's it, it, it mm. has to be broader than that and i think really looking at immersive learning experiences um, and yeah. those so skills built on practice and then possibly some um enhancement through feedback and coaching, and those are the, the areas then that leaders can really kind of test out how they're doing with that capability and continuing mm-hmm. to grow that. So I think leaders, as I said, should be wanting to learn and develop that capability and that capacity for themselves. Yeah. Well, organizations can really help by providing um, the the baseline capability piece. Um, And that also helps the organization to set out what they think the core capability is for leadership in their organization as well. So Mm. those are the areas I think organizations and leaders themselves can look at. But there's so many resources, Joe, available for leaders to be inspired and to get curious. Um, You know, (laughs) there are so many places for um, people to consider that for themselves as well
1: yeah I mean that was sort of my next question i'm I'm looking at the list of the, the the key areas and I'm thinking you know purpose priorities and a plan that's that's quite sort of tangible you can you can yeah. see you know how you could create you know a little workshop around doing that sort of thing but when it comes down to things like being yourself and and you know loving your team and things like that what what sort of resources would be helpful um for for that sort of development because you know yeah. I, I'm thinking you can't really run a workshop. I mean, you could explain why it's important, but actually, in terms of the, the bigger picture of why you're doing those things, it, it, there's probably I don't know. There's probably TED talks. There's probably, you know, as you say, coaching and that sort of thing. What 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 have you seen? What what do you think would be useful for people in those situations? It takes a bit of bravery, doesn't it? That human piece,
0: and that, I mm. think that for me falls into often that capacity part rather than the capability. Yeah. You've got to just be brave enough to go with it <laughs> and to try yeah. it. Um, some of that, however, then can be, you can look at it in terms of, you know, being inspired by the value of it um, through people's stories like in TED Talks so that, you know, you feel like you're taking that brave step for the right reason for you and for your team. So I think there is very much looking at some of these of, yes, there are definitely some basic skills that can be. Shared and taught, but some of it is about giving it a go and seeing how that goes, yeah, yeah,
1: and I wonder that you know that thing about where we've seen that in our leaders and seen it as a you know seen all the positive stuff or perhaps seen the opposite, so I was talking to somebody on I think on this show actually, or maybe it was on my own podcast a few weeks ago, and they were talking about being um Told off for laughing too much in their job when they first started work, and I was like, yes, I was told that too. <laughs> so, as a as a sort of new manager, I was I was told that I giggled too much and and smiled too much and all this sort of thing. And um, and it, I guess what they really meant was, you know, I needed more gravitas, and you know, I needed to be appropriate to the situation and, and all that sort of thing. But it, it came across as, you know, in order to be a manager, you have to be very serious. <laughs> mm. Which, when we're talking about, you know, being human and bringing your whole self to work and all that sort of stuff is, is not necessarily the case. And, you yeah. know, people who are trying to fill a role that isn't them, as you say, it's very really, very difficult. And it leaks out, you know, anyway, doesn't it, the, what they are really yeah. like? It does. And I think, you know,
0: that... Yeah back to you know some of the fundamentals that fit behind what what i've talked about here depends on the culture of the organization as well yeah. you know how safe is it for the leader to to work and and live and lead in this way and um, mm-hmm. that's about the, the boundaries also that the leader wants to set for themselves in terms of is this the right organization for me to be the the, the leader i want to be so i i think you're right joe i think there will be experiences where maybe there isn't a, a view that there is that um, support to to act and to lead in that way, and for mm-hmm. there to be possibly cultures that aren't aren't going to enable this, <laughs> um, and that's difficult. And that's difficult. But what that doesn't yes. mean is that that organisation isn't going to retain the best type of leader, um, mm-hmm. and that's maybe okay too. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And so culture, culture is really important for how yeah. how safe a leader can feel to really live and lead in
1: that way. Yeah, I'm just musing on that whole concept of a leader who who's a, a brilliant leader who loves leading but isn't very good at their actual job. So we, we've sort of said the other mm-hmm. way, you know, that, that there's often an emphasis on getting the job done and the sort of um, technical skills and and knowledge and so on and then the leading doesn't always get focused on um, and it becomes what it is whatever that might be but sometimes it can work the other way can't it that you've got people who are brilliant at bringing the team with them and they you know the team loves them and they love working for them but they haven't got the technical ability and that then causes an issue as well it can do but I guess it depends on the, the attitude you take to that. If I think about
0: my last team, there were plenty of of areas that I was responsible for leading the delivery of I wasn't a full subject matter expert in. Yeah. And I think what what's great about that is that it actually enables you then to do that delegating, to build that great team um, of people who can focus on their strengths. And actually, your role really then is, is about being that leader, is about being that person who is there to have their back and to enable the plan and to support them to deliver and to create a great environment. And to a certain extent, I'd, I'd love us to live in that world, Joe, where leaders yeah. actually aren't the subject matter experts. Yeah. They are fully um, on board with the fact that their role is to enable their team. That their yeah. role is about that, not about them doing the technical stuff.
1: Yeah. And then that goes back, as we've said already, to the culture of the organization and the organization being confident enough to recruit people, as you say, who aren't necessarily technical experts, but are very good at leading people and then make sure that they've got the right team sort of below them to to do the actual job, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is difficult because
0: hiring for that capacity to lead and that capability to lead, lead can can be quite challenging doing that through the hiring process it can be very difficult and the easy bit is to test the technical knowledge and the delivery in the technical space rather than necessarily the leadership aspects yes, so yes. i think that, you know there is a there is a need there is a, a requirement there for organisations to wake up to that fact a lot more around what they really need from leaders and what they really need from leaders is to make sure their their teams are in a great space and able to deliver on, on what their job is, which is yeah. often the mind delivery.
1: Yeah. And I'm just I'm thinking your your background is, is university and mm-hmm. you have all the challenges there of academic versus um Yeah. I, I can't remember what you call the other, the other people. Faculties, is it? No, that's the. It depends where you, which university you're in. But we were professional services. Yeah. <laughs> so you've already got that baked in that you've got, you know, mm-hmm. your sort of lecturers who are, you know, absolute subject experts because that's the whole point of their job. But they also at times have to lead people. Um, so you 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 must have. I mean, is that where this this has come from for you that you've you've seen possibly a more challenging aspect already with the sorts of background that you've had? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there are anomalies, if I can say that word, obviously I can't, <laughs> for this
0: type of approach. And there are certainly areas where, you know, like in, in hospitals, in operating theatres and, and, and spaces like that, where that technical expertise is really critical. They can't just be focusing on the, um, the leadership aspect of that task. But there are large elements of our working environments where actually the leader can and should be focused on enabling the team um, as Mm -hmm. a priority. And in some areas, that is probably viewed as a luxury. But I suspect and there's probably a need to do some more research on this where that that focus is given to that leader to purely focus on that or, or to be able to focus the majority of what they do on the leadership of their people and their team that I would imagine there'd be much stronger benefits for the organization.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: that's what you're doing is enabling somebody to do the job that you really require of them. And therefore, when you do that, what we see from all the research is when you enable somebody, you empower somebody to do the, the key most important part of their job, that you get dividends from that in terms of engagement and organizational performance Mm
1: -hmm. so we're just going to the last four minutes or so Mm. of the show what what about leaders if they don't love being a leader what what, what Mm. should they do (laughs) this is a
0: really difficult one isn't it because i'm sure we've all had that experience <clears throat> excuse me of knowing that we maybe have a leader who doesn't particularly enjoy the people leadership aspect of it and I know as a HR professional I've certainly witnessed that as well <laughs> um what? but I think it's a really important question for people teams for senior leaders for leaders themselves to be asking themselves is do I actually really enjoy this leadership role um and what the answer to that is, and if the answer is no, then that needs to be understood some more. So is it that they've just lost their way? Are they lacking a bit of confidence? Or is it just they just don't want to do that <laughs> anymore? And they've they have naturally got to that point in their career through their technical expertise and they've got promoted. But actually with that shift to the people leadership piece being much more important, um, there may be some managers who just don't want to do that part or don't enjoy it and therefore i do think it's important to actually be really open to understanding that and asking the question leadership is a choice we've said that already so if you don't want to do the people leadership part of your role then why are you doing it Mm, mm. it's a tough one though it's a really tough one but i think it's a question that people should be asking themselves a lot more you know do i have the capacity do I want to do this? And then it's a case of, do I have the capability? And if I haven't, how can I develop some of that capability if it's about confidence or skills? Um, but the key question for me is, do I want to be doing this? And that's a capacity question.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I guess that then comes down to the the whole um, shape of careers nowadays and it not necessarily needing to be a ladder and that sort of staying more sort of um, specialist and less yeah. taking the leadership role. Less going up the sort of hierarchy is 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 more of an option and certainly needs to be if, if you <laughs> don't want to lead people. <laughs> and do you know what, Joe? It costs organisations far too much
0: to have leaders that don't want to do the leadership role or yeah. can't do it well. <laughs> um, yeah. So whether that's through you know the Great Resignation that's in in swing or coming up with some more. You know, there is there is a cost to having poor leadership in place, um, yeah. and it's about enabling those who are currently in them that don't want to do it anymore, um, a soft landing in in that space to help them pivot to something they really want to be doing. Yeah. But again, it depends how important that people leadership role is to the organisation and the culture they're developing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah, and and making it acceptable. To move into something else and to something different and, and so on, rather than it being a, a failure, it's just different yeah. sort of thing.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I mean,
1: you know, organisations need those really great technical
0: people. Um, yeah. Whether it's you know technical, I'm using technical in terms of kind of the, the kind of content part of of a role or of a, a delivery. Yeah. Not everybody mm-hmm. needs to be a people leader. Not everybody needs mm-hmm. to be the leader. But no. mm-hmm. it it's important that that's understood.
1: Yes, lovely. Thank you, Anwen. It's been great to have you back on the show. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you for inviting me. It's been really lovely. Lovely. So um, to let you know what's happening next week, in fact, I don't know what's happening next week because our guest that was coming isn't. And then the other one that was going to come may not be. <laughs> so I'm going to say come back and see Andy Gorham next week or rather listen to Andy Gorham next week. And he will be either interviewing somebody or talking about employee engagement and keeping you entertained and engaged. (laughs) Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement
0: and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.